0: Welcome to the Better Birth podcast. This season, we're doing things a little bit different. All of the episodes in this season are positive birth stories. So get comfy and enjoy. Thank you, Olivia, for agreeing to share your birth story with me um so olivia um and uh, roland um took a hypnobirthing course with me um and they did a um a four week um course with me um olivia do you want to talk about um, why you decided to do the hypnobirthing
1: yeah sure so um i guess at the when i first found out i was pregnant i was um really nervous about the idea of giving birth and very quickly, very early on, I decided I wanted to have a cesarean um, because I was so scared about giving birth, basically. And then um, COVID happened, and I was hearing stories of um, elective cesareans not being allowed. Um, you know, partners not being allowed in uh, in the in the in the operating oh. theatre. I mean, this is with varying. Degrees of um, truth behind these stories, but that's when I thought I should probably start to think about the possibility of a birth. Um, so that's why I signed up to the hypno birthing course because I thought it's good just to learn learn a bit about it and be prepared in the event that I I, I do have a birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, from then on, I I, I didn't look back because um, yeah. I found I learned so much and. I, I gained so much confidence through the course that I did a complete 180 and all my friends were laughing at me because I went from wanting you know, an elective caesarean because I was very anxious about it yeah. to um, doing hypnobirthing and having a drug-free water birth. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: I think it's fantastic that you decided to do the course though and, they, and it gave you that much confidence considering how how anxious you were about giving birth before you did the course um do you want to talk um about what happened when um, when you went into labor
1: yeah so um i think it probably makes sense to start at um when i was 39 weeks mm-hmm. um I, 39 weeks exactly i um I I, in the morning I did start to I had didn't feel the baby as much I just had a bit of lack of movement Mm. so I went to the maternity assessment unit um and while I was there I actually started feeling the movement I think it was just in my head but I just started feeling the movement again I felt very reassured they put me on the monitor um but the doctor came around and because I was 39 weeks they actually recommended that I was induced because they said you know what that the, there's no definitive evidence that everything's okay and um because you're full term we we would we should we would recommend inducing you mm-hmm. um but by this point i i'd felt baby move a lot and i felt reassured and i really didn't want to be induced if i didn't have to be so i kind of i used my instinct and i declined it and i just um, agreed to have a very low threshold for going back to the maternity assessment unit. Um, so I think that was quite good because I just was able to um, trust my gut, but also I'm really glad I went because up until that point, I hadn't been to PRU where I was giving birth, the hospital where I was giving birth. Um, I hadn't been to the maternity assessment unit and this proved very very useful because at a later date um, a later time when, when I was in labour mm. I knew exactly where to go I knew exactly what to expect yeah. and I, my advice if you if to people would be try and go to the hospital. It was really difficult because of COVID yeah. but yeah. ask to go in, ask to be looked at. Mm. Um, the maternity assessment unit probably isn't the best the most conducive place for building up oxytocin because you're in a you're in a four bedded bay. Um, there was women in labour, um, in pain, asking for pain relief, mm-hmm. and that's when you really need your headphones and things and, and your sunglasses and things like that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm glad I saw it because mm-hmm. I felt more prepared. Prepared, but I, I declined the induction, mm-hmm. and I came home and I was just all I was thinking was. Oh my! My morning is completely thrown. I I had spoon in the slow cooker. I had washing in the washing machine. I, I I by that point I was completely obsessively cleaning the house, and I was really stressed. And mm-hmm. Roland, my husband, um, said, "You know, what do you have to do? Why are you so stressed? You're not. You're never going to be ready if." if you keep running around doing jobs, you're not taking it easy. And we had a really big chat about it. And then, and it really sunk in. Um, So then the next two days after that, I would just completely took on board what he said and relaxed I just sat on the couch, watched Netflix, did my hypnobirthing practice, had baths, laid in the garden. It was just lovely. I had a really lovely couple of days. Um, and then I suddenly felt ready, you know, like I felt, yeah, if the baby comes now, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, I hadn't felt like that before. Mm-hmm. So then, 39 weeks plus two days, mm-hmm. um, te- had lots of people texting me by that point saying, you know, it's August, are you, are you any, any close, any closer? And I said, no way, my bump's not <clears> dropped, no signs. Um, I'm definitely going to go over. And then at one o'clock in the afternoon, I was on the toilet and I had a gush, a pop and a gush of liquid. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, oh, that's a bit, it's a bit weird. That's like a bit more than like a show or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I went upstairs to, to Roland, who's been working from home in his spare room. And he, I said, Roland, I'm leaking. And he went, you're always <laughs> leaking. <laughs> So <laughs> You know, in pregnancy, by that point, I was kind of always leaking. Um, he said, you're always leaking. I was like, uh, no, it's a bit different to that. And he Googled it and he was like, yeah, it sounds like your your waters are broken. Yeah. Um, and the advice when your waters break is to call the hospital. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to because um, I knew that the clock would be ticking. Well, I, I understand the clock would be ticking for you know 24 hours for you to come into labor. But um, I, I suspected they would ask me to come in straight away for assessment. And it, it was really important to me to stay at home as long as possible and stay calm and build up oxytocin. So I said, don't call them yet. Let's wait a couple of hours. See if I come into labor. Don't log off from work yet. Don't start your paternity leave. Hmm. Uh, so then we went downstairs, paid lunch carried on as normal, and then I started feeling some kind of light um, twinges, um, and then within a very short space of time, I was thinking, no, I'm in labour, Roland, log off, this is happening, <laughs> <laughs> start your paternity leave, um, but once again, I thought labour can be long, so, and I need my energy, so we had a big lunch, and I said, I'm going to go and lie down on the bed, just to try and, you know, get some rest. And we shut all the curtains to make it dark, lit some candles. Roland actually um, opened a bottle of champagne oh. and we had some champagne. Nice. Um, and he put the TENS machine, I'd hired a TENS machine, put that on me. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the surges were, were picking up in intensity and I was really feeling them and there was no doubt that that's, it was happening. Um, I used the breathing round the square visual. So when that's I had a surge, I was breathing round the square Mm -hmm. And Roland was stroking my back and saying, well done, you're doing a good job. And that's, um, that's a phrase which he used throughout my pregnancy. So to try and create a positive anchor
0: Mm
1: -hmm. around that. Um, And then he said, you know what? Um, We're lying down. This isn't what we said we're going to do. We said we need to stay mobile. So downstairs he set up almost like a den. He put a duvet on the floor to make it soft. Mm -hmm. And I had the birthing ball and he put some more candles out um and we went downstairs and I started going on all fours and things like that Mm -hmm. and it then they this the surgeons really really picked up and I said you need to call the hospital um the hospital wanted us to come in straight away just for assessment (gasps) but Roland um said you know we're doing hypnobirthing we want to stay at home as long as possible. sorry baby <laughs> we want to stay at home as long as possible we're going to have a chat between two of us and we'll call you back and I said okay um, I kept on needing to go to the toilet um, and then I went upstairs to go to the toilet I said Roland I better just get my outfit on for the hospital because I don't know why but at this stage I wasn't wearing any clothes I, don't know <laughs> why. I was like I need to get dressed ready to go to the hospital uh, and I did say to Roland at one point I'm like why am I wearing any clothes um so and then I was upstairs on the landing and I just suddenly had these really strong surges and I was I was getting down on the floor mm. kind of into such a weird position but I was getting down on the floor I said well we need to go we need to don't don't worry about the bags get in the car we need to go yeah but he was so good because as much as I was like nothing matters we just need to get there yeah. he took everything that we said we were going to take we had a list of um last minute items stuck to the front door mm-hmm. you know pillow off the bed and all this you know snacks out the fridge all that kind of stuff he took everything mm-hmm. um and when we got to hospital, I said, leave it in the car, yeah. <laughs> let's get in, get me to the maternity assessment unit, and then you can come back and get them. Um, and we went to the maternity assessment unit. And so this is where it was quite good that I had been, because I knew, I mean, it's not that confusing, but I knew exactly where to go. Yeah. Um, and we rung the bell for them to let us in. And they said, um, Oh, and Roland had called in at Bath to let them know we were coming. And they mm. said, oh, um, don't, don't worry, go straight to the OASIS. They're expecting you. And which was weird because everything I've been told so far was that you go to the maternity assessment unit first, yeah. they assess you, your partner waits outside or whatever, they assess you, and if you're in active labour, then you, you, you go to OASIS and your partner can come in. Mm. So I was, um, that was a bit weird. Um, but we went to the OASIS. And they were expecting us. And I went into a private assessment room. Mm-hmm. And Roland was allowed in with me. And it was much, much nicer than the maternity assessment yeah. unit. So already I was thinking, oh, wow, this is nice. Um, kept on needing to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they were saying, no, don't worry, it's normal. Um, so two really lovely midwives. Um, they assessed me. I had just... Written on my birth plan that I was nervous about vaginal examinations mm. um, and to keep them to an absolute minimum. Um, they asked my permission. They said, "You know, we can we can decline it." Um, they looked, they examined me via a speculum first, just to avoid having to do a vaginal examination if they didn't need to. so they did that and then they did the examination four centimeters Mm -hmm. um and i thought oh great um and roland said okay so what happens now should we go home group it and then me and the two midwives all in unison shouted no (laughs) (laughs) um my surges were basically by this stage i didn't think there was a breaking between them they were on top of each other Mm -hmm. um I was I think at this stage transitioning I was saying I can't do this I really can't Um, I want an epidural Uh, and Roland was he was he was reminding me of what we discussed Mm -hmm. uh, my preferences what was important to me the birth plan Um, and in the back of my head it was like I'm in this room, I've got two lovely midwives, I'm in the oasis, which is really nice. I don't really want to move, I'm quite uncomfortable at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and Roland said, come on, let's just, just go, the room, the labour room, which we they booked for us, was just next door. They said, le- he said, let's just go next door, try the water, just try it, and then we can move. Um, so it took a lot, and Roland said, if I said no one more time, he was going to break, but... <laughs> <laughs> and and this is why it was so important he was there at yeah. that stage because if if I'd been by myself I would have said no nope, give me an epidural
0: yeah
1: um so I went next door um as soon as I got in there hopped up on the bed gassing her head gas air straight away and I had this really intense surge and the midwife said did that one feel different I said yeah, and I it felt like the baby was coming down. I was yeah. thinking, and then suddenly again I really need the toilet. <laughs> and that's that's you know when it's you read in advance like that urge to go to the toilet. Mm. Um and I had, you know, I thought put so much thought into what I was gonna wear in the pool. <laughs> um, but none of that mattered. I literally just stripped off. Yeah. Um I was gonna be one of these people that wore the bottoms of the bikini and just took them off at the last minute but no yeah (laughs) um stripped off basically ran to the pool uh got in and then it was just really instinctive the or really natural the position that I got in Mm -hmm. I just and it was it was not something that I had practiced in advance or not something that I planned I just got into this position which I can't even describe it it just felt comfortable um and it's a the water really helped me get into that position that you wouldn't be able to stay um stay sat like that for a long time if you weren't in the water yeah um so I was in the water and I kept on saying to the midwives right so where are we how long have we got left and they were like you Olivia we can't tell you that you know where you are and i was saying can you see the baby yet is it how long (laughs) um so i was kind of roland was behind me the midwives were in front of me um i started pushing um it it was almost like i couldn't help it it was almost like it was just happening to me i couldn't help it um Roland was being really encouraging behind me in between the, because by this stage, the surges had kind of, they felt like they were a bit more regular. Like you you, you have the pushing bit and then there's a break and pushing yeah. bit and there was break. And I hadn't had that with any of my other surges during labor. So it was kind of, this bit felt easier to yeah. be honest with you. Um, and so in between, so I could chat to the midwives, speak to Roland, yeah um runs was reminding me of the, the hypnobirthing breathing the relaxing breath um because you know all of this it's not really at it wasn't really at the front of my mind yeah um and then yeah and then basically I, I pushed probably for like for for the length of my labor the pushing stage was probably quite a long time i think it was an hour mm. um and then the head came out, and the midwife said, do you want to touch the head? And I said, no. Um, and then they said, try and slow your pushing down now. So do a little push, and then short breaths, and little push, just to, I guess, try and slow, slow it down a bit. Um, and then I, with the next surge, I tried. And then I said, I can't stop. It's just happening to me. I can't stop. And the baby flew out, like, <coughs> all of all of him, blew out and then they went, Oh my god, somebody pick him up. Um and the midwife picked him up and they gave him to me and I just held him to my chest and I was thinking, this is crazy. I can't believe the baby is here. This is so quick. Held him up to my chest and then someone said, Do you want to see the gender? I hadn't even thought to look. It just didn't matter. Yeah. And I pulled him away and he was a boy. Um and then I lowered him into the water to keep him warm. Mm. And he started weeing. <laughs> um, his as because he came out with such force, um, his his cord snapped off, which um, which was crazy. And but I I had I had put in my my birth plan that I wanted to do the delayed cord clamping mm-hmm. um, or the optimal cord clamping, but that obviously wasn't possible because yeah. the, the cord snapped off. Yeah. Um, so I said, give me the Injection for the um, placenta to be birthed because the main reason I wanted, didn't want the injection is because I didn't want the um, drugs going through the cord. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, I held him for a bit in the water. Um, and then they wheeled the bed over. they would given me the injection, wheeled the bed over. I got onto the bed um, and I was cuddling him. They birthed the placenta or they helped me birth the placenta um, and stitched me up it was really, really not that bad. Like, or actually it wasn't bad at all. you don't even realize what's happening because you're cuddling your baby. You're kind of, everything seems really just not significant anymore. Um, And the the midwife said, you know, when she first looked at me, she went, it's not as bad as you might think. Um, And it was a second degree tear. Um, And she did say I was quite lucky with that because he came out so quickly and when you have that faster birth you usually tear worse um skin to skin straight away um the midwife helped him get on my breast um and as a result I think breastfeeding has gone quite well Mm -hmm. um, perhaps because he you know he went on so quickly yeah um and then yeah Roland was able to stay with me for quite a few hours afterwards in the room so we could do some skin to skin with Roman, just have some cuddles. Mm. Um so yeah that was that was my birth and I mean it was really intense. Yeah but I just think about it with such happiness. Everyone tells me I've had I was so lucky I've had had the perfect birth mm. and I do feel really lucky because you know I, I got everything I wanted. Mm. Um the midwives were completely respectful of my birth plan. Um, and yeah, but just generally amazing. And also, y- you think um, the hospital environment won't be very nice, but the room that we were in in the Oasis was amazing like mm. salt lamp music. So it kind of didn't matter that mm. I'd left the hypno birthing <laughs> prep and all my bags in the car because <laughs> the room was really nice. And it's true that I think the midwife. Um, run centers are just better set up here, yeah. I think So even if you don't take anything with you, it it all helps. Mm.
0: Yeah, the the Oasis suite at at, at the Prue is really 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 nice, and it is much more of a oxytocin facilitating environment, really than than the labor ward. Yeah. Um, you did fantastically. <laughs> like I just just reading your birth story was I was like <laughs> sitting on the edge of my seat reading it because it was it was just amazing um and you yeah you did so well you both did so well it sounds like Roland
1: was the perfect birth partner he um, was I mean that was the most important thing throughout all of it I, and well, I guess the prep we'd done together through the hypnobirthing course
0: yeah
1: um meant that he was he was really prepared and yeah I think if it wasn't like when you're in labour, you're not necessarily in your your right mind, um, and you're so much goes through your head, and you kind of worry and things like that. So I think that's why it's yeah. so important to have a birth partner who who knows the plan and who can just help you through it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think because you were so prepared um, and you did so much so much planning and and you really researched everything that that massively helps towards feeling you know feeling feeling positive and 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 feeling confident in making those decisions you know I think I suspect if you hadn't done the hypnobirthing and you hadn't done the course with me um even when you went in to go and and, and get assessed and they offered you that induction you wouldn't you wouldn't know the pros and cons of having that induction and you would be mm. much more likely to consent to it. Um, not to say that there's anything wrong with consenting to an induction if, if somebody wants one. Um, but um, I get I think knowing what you know, um that, that would have definitely, I, I imagine, helped make that decision and give you the confidence to make that decision. Yeah, basically. Um, I think totally. I think it's fantastic that you trusted your instincts so much. Um, and yeah, it it just shows that if you're left alone, to 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 get on with things without being interfered with. I mean your your body just took over. Um yeah. Yeah it's yeah. amazing, really amazing. And he's gorgeous.
1: Thank you.
0: He's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah.
1: so, I'm so happy for you both. Um, Thank you, yeah. We we just the whole experience the, the day was just amazing. Um and yeah we've had a lot of people um comment on it afterwards you know when they they ask about the birth midwives and health visitors and things like that and everyone says "Oh, home birth next time then <laughs> <laughs> you'll be a pro you'll be a pro yeah. if, if you decide to have another one you'll be, you'll be
0: fine <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for sharing your birth
1: story with me that's okay i hope it. i hope, hope it helps others because what um i think is really key when you're preparing is to just listen to positive stories and yeah i just as more of my friends and my sister hopefully get pregnant i just can't wait to help them i've got so many tips now
0: yeah oh you did you you yeah you did you did so well both of you and um i'm so i'm i'm so glad that that doing the course with me really did help you both um and and you've had such a journey from when you first when you first came to me um to now um and your birth would have looked so different um Mm -hmm. on the course so yeah
1: yeah, it's amazing
0: thank you so much Olivia that's
1: okay thank you I hope it helps and thank you for um all your help in the course as well Um, you're right it was it completely shaped that whole experience and I think the the start of motherhood as well because Mm -hmm. it was just a lovely start to be able to have that skin to skin and and breastfeed um, straight away
0: yeah oh thank you so much
1: it's okay